Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, everybody. This is the BBC Between Both Cheeks. Yes, we mean those cheeks. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at Between Both Cheeks and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, or wherever you tune in to your favorite shows. Today, I have the spicy Italian with me. Ashley, how are you? Fabulous. Sporting my Euro colors and all. There you go. (laughs) And I am Luba. I am your host. Yes, just Luba, just like Cher or Madonna. Becca is off today. She's actually back east with some family, and it's just my spicy Italian and me. Woohoo! So, Ash, I was going to say Vancouver. Ontario is still on a bit of a lockdown. We are still on a bit of a lockdown. Um, We are slowly starting to open back up. They're doing these funny stages right now. I don't quite understand how they're doing it, but From what I'm understanding, we finally, last weekend, last Friday, I believe, a week ago, our patios opened up. So we can at least get out, have a beverage, see some people. I think you can be with one other household right now, which is nice. So you can at least kind of see people, although you're limited to five people if you're from different households. So anybody with more than two kids, I feel for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you still can't see anybody. But that's all right. We're getting back out, slowly starting to socialize. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how they start to really open up the businesses. Because in this world of aesthetics, if you're opening up, apparently it's 15% capacity. Now, how do you still continue to pay your bills at 15% capacity? Does that mean you have to now extend your hours? Do you have to now, instead of if you were a nine to five type spa, are you now going to be a nine to nine spa and seven days a week, maybe as opposed to five days a week to be able to make the same income that you would make before? It'll be interesting to see. Now, I know they have, um, they've got rent relief for like the country. So it's not provincial, it's, it's, it's federal. So there is, is rent good. relief where they'll take care of a portion of your rent if you're not making the same amount. So that'll be helpful. And they also have like a wage relief as well and that's all based on revenue and stuff like that so that'll be helpful but um you know the other side of this business and we've talked about it before is the estheticians are usually owner operated and yeah it's not easy to fill out all this paperwork it takes it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort um yeah I mean like I I literally dedicated my entire day yesterday just to submit all of this in information and one of the the, one of the craziest things is one of them that I filled out that it took me so long to fill out it was it was a provincial program and they required that you put in every employee's social insurance number 
So I had to go digging for all of that. And I did all the work and it came back. You don't qualify. Oh my God. I couldn't even imagine. (laughs) What a pain in the ass. Yeah. So as much as the programs are out there, it's still taking a lot of time. And I think a lot of people maybe didn't even apply for them because it is a little bit harder. It would, it would be someone that has like a bit of an admin background, someone that has extra time, someone that's maybe in accounting, not necessarily our owner operated businesses. It's, I mean, for me, I don't, I don't find it easy. It's, it's challenging and it's hard and I'm not in the treatment room. Oh, big deal. Like I, I, I couldn't even imagine right now. I don't think being on the, with the shoe on the other foot and, and trying to be in a different position than I am right now. I think about all the people that are, are working in the spas and are, you know, trying to still put the roof over your head. Serp was great. But we're gonna be we're gonna be paying for it for Absolutely. years and years. Like our children are gonna be paying for it. Yeah. To be honest, it's gonna come through and, our property tax. It's gonna come yep. through sales tax. Yeah. Absolutely. So you saved us momentarily, but did you really help us in the long run? Mm. Because we still have to pay it back. I know for most people, I found I got hit hard on my taxes because of Serb. You know, money that you thought you were getting back, all of a sudden, now you owe. Because obviously, when CERB came through, you didn't pay taxes on it. And you still have to pay your income tax on it. So in in the grand scheme of things, it helped you momentarily. And it gave us, I think, a little bit of a stress relief momentarily. But in the long run, I I just don't know if, if the relief was really what they had thought it was going to be. Right, right. Oh my God. I feel like we've been talking about COVID for so long. You know, I think it's been 15 months now, 15, 16 months. Craziness. I had to laugh the other day because that's true. Like this is all we've been talking about is CERB, COVID, you know, closures, openings, lockdowns. And in Ontario, they open up, like I said, last Friday, which is the first time I think we've been open for patios or going into any sort of store in I think it's I want to say two months I could be wrong but I I, give or take two months and all of a sudden the news you turned on the next day and the news had news it was stupid news (laughs) but it was like they talked and they grabbed at anything that they could possibly grab at that wasn't COVID related and it was funny to hear. And it was almost strange. You walk by the television and you all of a sudden had to like kind of do a double take and be like, hold on, what happened? Who did what? Where? This is, oh, interesting. And, and it gave you a new perspective and it almost kind of felt like a little bit of normalcy back in the world again. But it just, it blows my mind how many people got up to shit. Like, how the world opens back up and you think the first thing you want to do is go commit a crime. Like, yeah, <laughs> the built up, built up tension, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so what are you most excited about when things are fully open? Like, what are you looking forward to, to doing that? You know, maybe you were doing before, but it never, it never seemed like a, like a privilege to do. <laughs> to go get a leg wax and not have to do it by as weird as that sounds you know it's one of those things I think I always took for granted I can do it myself I've been doing it myself for years 
But there's always that time where you're like, nah, I'm just too lazy and I don't feel like doing it. And you just, you go to someone to get it done. Yeah. And I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. I was nine months pregnant and trying to do like yoga positions. Yeah. And before I went in to deliver and I was so happy that I think I've mentioned this, if you've been listening, that I managed to wax myself nine months pregnant the day before I delivered. Oh. And it, I thought I did the most amazing job. Well, then you start to kind of feel around and you're like, oh, good Lord. I missed here. I missed there. Yeah, no, I, I am just excited to go in and have somebody else pamper me, a facial, a wax, mm-hmm. all the things that I think I have completely taken for granted over the years because it's just always been so readily available. A haircut. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm dying for a haircut. I don't think my hair has ever been so long. My hair can almost touch my butt. Yeah, I've literally so had, I think, one haircut in the last 15 months. Well, I don't have that problem, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's so crazy how things are different with like East coast, West coast, because I think this is my fourth haircut with my, just after like, it started to grow back after chemo. Wow. Yeah. Just to kind of like keep it tidy and in some sort of area, like we're, we're very, we're very open here. I don't know. God, it's yeah. And I don't know if it has to do with population or density and I mean, maybe even weather plays a portion. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, the fact that Ontario, I, I don't know, maybe the fact that we're so close to the border, but yet Vancouver, you guys are super close to the border too. I don't know how I, I just, it's no justification. Like it, was, it was, it was the numbers like there in Ontario, it was the very, I think it was yesterday or the day before it was the very first time that the hospitals didn't have any COVID patients in there 15 months in Ontario which is craziness right so I think it all comes down to numbers and you know people not following the rules and not wanting to get the vaccine and that play that plays a part in it it's like look at our neighbors Alberta yeah no offense if there's anyone listening from Alberta but you guys are kind of like the Florida of Canada like you guys were doing like (laughs) rodeos and tailgate parties like in the middle of COVID and spreading everything like there, you know, we border you and we were allowed to be open. You guys went through another shutdown. Like what, what is with that? It's because people don't follow the rules or. uh, I posted a funny meme the other day and it was, I'm not even going to say it right, but the, the just behind it was, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic just because everything's open doesn't mean you have to go out and, see people and do things only reason that they are lifting restrictions is because there's room for you in the hospital now and I thought you know that's kind of interesting when you look at that perspective where it's not that this is over this is far from over it's just that there's actually room in the hospital if you get sick now they can open things up because they can afford to help you as opposed to having to choose whose life is more valuable and who they can save. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's funny. I, what I, about I, you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I, I kind of have liked my life the way it's been the last little while. I'm really nervous, actually. I think, you know, this last year has been a very eye-opening to me with my illness and everything. Um, and one thing that I definitely realized is I don't want to be 
that person that I was before that was like a people pleaser. And I didn't say no, I didn't say no to anything. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I was a yes yeah. person. Um, I was, cons- I was traveling. I was always on a plane every two weeks. I definitely didn't invest in my personal relationship. I spread myself thin amongst my friends and who I thought were my friends, as opposed to keeping the core group and really just nurturing those relationships. So as much as I'm excited to like go to a concert, my girlfriend, Joanna, the other day called me and was like, oh my God, Guns N' Roses are going to be here. And I was like, what? Like they are the band of all, like I paid $800 for one ticket when they came back. One ticket. Oh my God. They, they're my jam. I love them. So I'm like, what? So of course I would, you know, I'm excited to be able to have the opportunity to go to something like that, you know, whether it be a hockey game, just, you know, to have that energy and stuff. But at the same time, I'm very nervous to get back into old habits. I don't like, I don't, I don't want to be that person anymore. Like I really want to focus on my relationship and I want to focus on my friendships and I want to focus on me and, uh, you know, you, and you know, Ash, like when you start traveling, like you kind of spiral a little bit because you're on a plane for, a, I mean, you, you travel to Europe, you've got long amounts of hours where you don't sometimes different time zone, you open up your laptop and you've got like, you know, 120 emails to respond to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot when you know we could literally like crawl out of bed walk to our home office and you know not even have to put pants on put on a shirt jump on zoom have the meeting go downstairs for lunch like the amount that i was able to accomplish even while being sick by taking the travel away has been incredible even just the travel to work i really hope that this working from home is a new reality. Mm-hmm. I think that it's given a lot of people a better outlook on the whole work life balance. Yeah. You get more time with your family. You get more time for me, more me time. Yeah. Which I think is so important. And I've said from day one, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people that can work from home and there's people that can't work from home, but you have to, as an employer, be able to see, okay, who are my aces and keep those aces in their places. And realize that if maybe you can't afford to give somebody a raise this year, but you can afford to say, you know what, work from home and you're saving the money because now maybe they can be not having to buy their lunches. They can cook something at home. They're not having to spend the money on the gas. Maybe they can save a little bit of money on the car insurance because they're not traveling as far to go to and from work. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're not necessarily getting a raise, but maybe you're getting life back and you're getting a little bit more money in your pocket because you're not having to do as much travel. Maybe you're not eating out as much because you're able to cook more home meals at dinner time. And so you're not picking something up on the way home. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that this is something that is staying, but let me tell you a concert would be heavenly. I had four tickets that all got postponed, maybe five. I had an Arkells, which Arkells to me are the new tragically hip. And if you do not know the Arkells, please check them out because they are my jam. They are a Canadian band. They are from Hamilton. They are happy music. 
they are they are the new age tragically hip if i have to say it i was a hip fan through and through i think i went to about 14 hip concerts over the years and i'm well on my way on the bandwagon of the arkells they are you, hands down one of my favorite oh geez a r k r e l l oh you you're gonna make me you're gonna make me double check this now because i don't want to give you l l s yes a r k e l l s all roads are amazing for a moment they are always yours all roads is their new jam and it is so awesome but even some of their classics they're sing-along happy amazing music love it absolutely love it they sometimes throw in a little bit of politicalness into their jams um it's they're they're just good i got nothing but amazing things to say about them so check them out um i had tickets to go see ringo star and this is one I don't know if I will ever get to go see because he's getting up there in age. So will he come back to Ontario? I don't know. Right. Right. But, yeah, but to get to go see an original Beatle would be right? amazing. Um, I, I see on Instagram all the time my girlfriends are at the night, Knights games, the hockey team down there. And it's insane. Like Vegas is open, open AF. Like they, it is absolutely crazy so yeah like I you know I'd like to go out for brunch with a bunch of people I'd love to you know jump on a plane and maybe go to Mexico or something but at the same time I'm I'm also very nervous you know I'm I'm so nervous nervous. um so nervous going back to what you said about you know employees working from home as the employer I mean obviously with my business it's not very doable because we have it's a service-based business for wax um, but what I found from like, you know, someone like Becca, who's a director in the company and doesn't work directly with the clients, um, I feel that I get more value from her working at home because it eliminates travel time. So like when she's on, she's on. So, and it, and it just kind of makes you, I don't know. I just feel like, even for myself, like not having to like jump in the car and go to the store. Like you just, you just start your day right away. It, you, you're full of, you're have more energy. Like, it's not like, Oh my God, I had to drive all the way. I got stuck in traffic. I got stuck behind an asshole that didn't know how to, how to signal and didn't know how to do this. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't put you in a mood by the time you get there, put your stuff down, open up your laptop and okay, now we start everything's there on your desk. You wake up, you make a cup of coffee, you go and you just start. Like, I feel that I've gotten, I mean, mean, Becca's always been very, very good at what she does and she always completes things. But I think maybe I got even more value out of her by taking away that travel. I would absolutely. But even the time spent, like, let's be honest, if you work in an office with a bunch of people or even in a salon, but you do more office work, there's that social aspect totally. that let's be honest, you get up to go to the bathroom and if you've got to pass five desks on the way, you're probably stopping to talk to at least one or two of those people on the way. And that, you know, 30 second conversation turns into a 15 minute conversation, you know, and then all of a sudden now you're at work, but mm-hmm. you've lost maybe an hour worth of work throughout the day. 
So there's more concentrated time. I feel more productive when I'm at home. Yeah. I don't know if other people feel the same way, but like I've said time and time again, I bet you one day in the office is like two days. Wait, yes. one day at home is like two days in the office. Yeah. That yeah. I literally get almost double the work done. I completely agree. I mean, I, I remember being in corporate and I would close my door. So I had like, it was all like windows. So people could walk by and they could see me. I mean, I could close the blinds, but I would close the door because I didn't want people coming in and bothering me. I was like, I have something to do. And people always want to come by. They'll come by with a coffee. They'll come by they'll, and they just, they'll just sit down. It's like someone walks into your house, just opens up the front door and sits on your couch. Like that's what it was like. And I'm like, hello, do we have an appointment? And then I started to feel very like that I was being antisocial and I wasn't being a team player because Oh, Luba's door is always closed. And I was the only one that had my door closed. And I was like, well, I'm like, I'm just trying to get stuff done. And I had an hour and a half commute to work, to and from work. It was an hour and a half each way. Wow. That's yeah. three hours of your day just dedicated to driving. Well, yeah. it's like, even if you are somebody who has to do a lot of reading for your job or even a lot of writing and you get on a momentum and all of a sudden somebody comes in and interrupts you or the phone rings yeah. or whatever it is and you get distracted yeah and then it takes you probably half an hour yeah. as much as people don't want to admit it it probably takes half an hour for you to kind of find your place again yeah. get back on your frame of thought again and actually be able to follow through and continue yeah no I totally agree so yeah so I mean that's that's going to be interesting um I don't, I also don't know, like if I'm quite ready for a vacation, like I know, yeah, sure. It'd be nice to go to Mexico or whatever, but I feel very content with just like, we live in a beautiful city. Vancouver is a beautiful city. It's got everything that you need. I mean, the restaurants are only open till 10, which is a little bit shitty, but I just, I just don't feel the need to have to like jump on a plane and go somewhere right now. I think Jake is a little bit different. I think he's itching. Um, but I like, I'm, I'm Okay. I'm, I'm like. half and half. I'm itching to yeah. get away and to go somewhere and have a vacation to kind of zone out. And the thing with being home is you always feel like there's something that has to be done. You can't totally yeah. relax. Yeah, there's always enough. something that, you know, you, you want to sit down and kind of do nothing for a day or two, but then you look around and you're like, okay, there's a dust bunny in this corner. I got to hang this blind. I've got to mm. whatever. There's, oh, there's always something that has to be done. And so I would really like to get away for that reason. Yeah. However, with a wee one yeah. and her not being able to be vaccinated, I have a lot of anxiety surrounding it. Mm -hmm. And you just never know if you're going to end up around. And I hate to put it out there like that, but like the anti-vaxxers who are, you yeah. know, I don't believe in it. Well, that's great, but you're putting this different group of people in jeopardy that are not able to get the vaccine like they don't have a choice so I don't I'm, I'm really hesitant about you know going anywhere Jordy came home the other day and asked me if I wanted to go on vacation and I was like okay is this a rhetorical question or a literal question because do I want to absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. but am I going to yeah. or am I willing to even if it's just someplace that we drive I don't know if I'm really willing because you still have to stay in a hotel. You still have to go to restaurants. You still have to 
you kind of put yourself out there and be around other people. And I just don't know if I'm ready and willing. People yeah. I know is one thing because I yeah. can trust my, my inner circle. And I know who they're around and I know when they say, okay, I haven't seen anybody or I've had both my vaccines or whatever it is, you can trust it. But I just, I don't know if I'm ready. Well, I am going, today's my second shot. So I'm double vaxxed. So superpowers. Yes. Um, and then I am actually jumping on a ferry because we're, we're open here. And I am doing a yoga retreat, a yoga, meditation, sound bath. Um, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. So there's, a, there's just a few of us obviously watching the numbers and stuff, but it's, it's on the Island and yeah, just a very different type of vacation for me. My girlfriend has started this, this business and invited me to to come along so this is kind of I guess my first little vacation if you will very different for me but um yeah this will be the first time that I'm kind of like out of the house sleeping someplace else um on a vacation going back though Ash what you said about you know the anti-vaxxers and stuff um a good friend of mine who's older um didn't believe that he needed the vaccine I don't know what his his viewpoint is on, you know, if he doesn't believe in it, or if he just felt that he, he had no use for it, because those were his words specifically. Um, and we have very different political views. So we just don't talk a lot about it. Um, mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's someone that I, I respect so much. And he's like a father figure to me. And every morning he sends a message. And for the last couple mornings, I haven't heard from him. So I reached out. It was his birthday. It was his birthday the other day. And I reached out and he's in the hospital with a whole on, like, it looks like a ventilator. He said, it's not a ventilator, but it looks like one. And he has COVID and he's now been hospitalized. No. His entire family has it, including his daughter. Um, no. I'm not sure exactly how old his daughter is. I think maybe she's around my age. I don't know what sort of, you know, um, if she's got any underlining health conditions or anything, but she's been in the hospital. They're literally like in the, in the next rooms to each other. And I asked, I said, Ruth, did you, did you, cause I was curious on, did he get COVID while he being vaxxed? And he just said, I never, I never got it because I never felt the need that I, that I would need it. And I'm like, he is so weak. I talked to him on the phone the other day. He's so weak um, that I was like, I'm going to let you go because I could feel it was taking everything out of him to even have a conversation with me. And he's not. How devastating. His, yeah. He's, not How devastating. Regular, he's got like a group of people that he always like sends a morning message to um and he has not sent it for weeks and it's scary like it's scary for you know the people that don't don't believe that this is real like this is this is very real I mean Becca got it this gentleman that I'm very good friends with got it I know another couple in Vegas both of them got it um yeah it's 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 quite real so you know, with what you said, like with people not wanting to get back, those are people that we are going to be on a plane with possibly. Right. I mean, I'm, I don't know what the rules are. Um, 
I I'm all for the vaccine passport. I am all for it. I know some people are not. I am 100% all for it. I am too. And thank you for that reminder because I actually need to bring my thing today. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, I don't, and I don't know what the rules are going to be. Like, I don't know if you jump on a flight right now, if they ask you if you've been vaccinated, if they ask, you know, I, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, I definitely am not going to be comfortable on a plane with people that are not vaccinated, especially, you know, going through cancer and, and having, you know, I wasn't even allowed to go get a pedicure. Like I couldn't get any type of infection or couldn't get sick. Um, and even though, you know, my cancer is, is gone and I'm getting my health back and stuff. I don't, I'm scared to get sick. And I was, I don't blame that, you. I would be terrified. And I was, someone I'm that terrified was, and I don't have any underlying health yeah. concerns that I need to be worried about. Um, and I was someone, I was sick all the time. Like I was always fighting some sort of cold. I just never took care of myself. Right. Like I worked crazy long hours. I remember, I can't remember if it was the podcast or I was talking to someone else you know, it was, and again, it wasn't until I got sick, but I remember like being at, a, at an event in Vegas till three o'clock in the morning, barely keeping my eyes open and getting home. And there was like a trail of clothes upstairs into my, because I was just like peeling my clothes off as I was getting home. And I went to bed with my makeup on. I didn't brush my teeth, like just being so exhausted. That's the part that I don't want to fall back into. I still the, the glamorous life of the entrepreneur that oh, everybody gosh. thinks is so glamorous. The, the late night parties, but then they don't realize that you don't get to sleep in the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, yes, I'm very blessed and I get to attend really crazy, gr great events and I get to, you know, rub elbows with the Chippendales or Cirque du Soleil performers or whatever it may be. But it's still, it's still work. Like I'm not drinking off my face being an asshole. Like, woohoo, party. <laughs> like it's still a business. It's still work. And I'm exhausted. And yeah, I usually have meetings in, in the morning. And I, I, I just don't, I'm scared to go back to that life. Like I have to be able to say no to some stuff. I need to be able to delegate a little bit better. I, I just need to take better care of myself. So hence my little yoga retreat weekend and like trying to get back to to normal. And I, I felt it a little bit this week with, you know, Be Becca being gone and she's still, she's still working, but she's obviously not working, working. Um, but like, I feel overwhelmed. Like I feel a little overwhelmed and I feel like how I used to feel. And I, I can recognize that feeling now and I don't want to go back to that. So having the shutdown, having lockdown, having, you know, your, what are, your bubble has, set really clear boundaries for me That's but amazing. those those are put in place by someone else so will I be able to hold those boundaries once they're lifted by the governing body do will I think I we need it? to do like a check back like I think we need to like look at the calendar and you know six months from now I think we need to revisit this topic and say okay were we able to maintain what we wanted to once everything that's assuming that six months from now, everything's going to be somewhat back to quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I, I've talked about kind of my boundaries, what I want, what I'm scared of six months check. Totally good. This is what I'll, you know, I'm going to be responsible for what's something that you want to hold yourself accountable for. 
I, I, you know what, I think definitely along the same lines of really making sure I am taking care of me self care. But at the same time, I kind of want a bit of that normalcy again, I want to be able to travel again, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to to do all these things, but without fear. And so I think it's going to be finding ways to keep my fear in check, and finding ways to to keep my daughter safe in a world of uncertainty. But I think it's definitely I want her to be exposed to a world of, of travel and of people, and not be scared to see people. I want her to see people without masks. Every time we go out in public, you know, it's it's seeing people with a mask on and you can see the look in her face where she's a little bit perplexed as to what is going on because obviously at home we don't wear masks and then you go in public. So I really want to make sure that I'm, I'm getting social and I'm not becoming antisocial because I'm, I'm liking my bubble. Yes. So I need to make sure that I'm being social, but I need to make sure that I'm being mindful and taking care of the self care. So I think it's a little bit of a, I need to make sure there's a happy medium, I think. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Well, I, I'm looking forward to revisiting this. We are now uploading all of the, um, like last season and the, yeah, no, last season is being uploaded to our YouTube channel. So as those have been coming through and a major shout out to Kat, because she's been putting them together and they're hilarious to watch because she does all this great animation with it. But it's really incredible to listen to the stuff that we were talking about so long ago and what we thought was going to happen with COVID and just our entire experience at that time and living it in the moment and being where we are today and looking back to what we thought life was going to look like, what we thought COVID was, what we thought a lockdown was going to be, what our opinions were about CERB and staff and during a pandemic, like it's maybe really, we need to take a look at some of these, like we get her to grab a few like quotes that we've made and, you oh know, kind God. of bring them up and be like, okay, do we still feel this way? Because sometimes, you know, we're so candid in the moment. And I think that's one thing we don't prep, you know, we are not those people that sit down and prep for most of our conversations. No, it's very real. It's, it's very candid. It's very real. It's, you know, maybe politically incorrect, maybe politically correct. It's literally what is on our mind at any given moment. And so it would be really interesting to see, you know, what we said, you know, months ago. And do we have the same outlook now? Or are we looking at ourselves going, oh, somebody needs to like really put some tape over her mouth. (laughs) The one that I just posted, I was listening to. And uh, I talked about how I think that staff are going to be very humble and very grateful for their jobs that, you know, we were a business that didn't shut down, you know, or a business that didn't shut down. We kept in touch with our employees. We helped them file unemployment. We did this. And I took it as like all staff are going to be humbled by this. I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be hungry to come back to work. Um, there's going to be an influx of people applying for jobs. People are going to be really grateful to the companies that treated them well. That's not Eh. happening in the world. Like people still don't want to work at all. I think people have kind of gotten really complacent, you know, like it's, 
you spend so much of your time and maybe this is where Canada is going to kind of start start to take a page of the European book where they don't work as hard we in Canada literally live to work North America yeah for sure as opposed to in Europe they work to live yeah so they only work what they need to work to be able to get by they don't live in you know, multi-million dollar houses. They don't live in these grandiose houses. They, you know, live in flats and, and condos style housing. Everything's much smaller. There is less maintenance. Mm-hmm. So you can dedicate your life to having more fun and being more spontaneous and getting out there and doing and seeing. Your money is not spent and your time is not spent on your home per se. Yeah. It's living and having experiences so less materialistic and more experience related which I think you know what there's that's one of the things I'm going to add to my to my list of things that I would like to see myself change in the future is base my life more on experience whether it be concerts Arkells I can't wait and or whether it is you know barbecues of family or whether it is um pampering myself in some way shape or form as opposed to what can I buy to put in my house or how big of a house can I get or new car or new clothes or new shoes or whatever it is I love so that. I think that'll be that we'll see we'll, we'll see but we'll see where I'm where, where I'm at in a year from now six months from now yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Well, let us know where you guys are at. What are the things that you guys are excited to start doing? Or if you're already, if you're listening and you're in America, you're obviously already doing it. What are some things that you're concerned about? Or are you concerned? Are you concerned to travel? Are you concerned to go on vacation? We want to hear from you. So you can slide into our DMs at um, Between Both Cheeks on Instagram. You can email us at comments at Between Both Cheeks. Make sure that you like and subscribe to all of our platforms. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and we even have a TikTok now. So make sure you go to at Between Both Cheeks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week.